Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We have the long-awaited midsummer, post-summer, <laughs> summer Oscars. The, yeah, the, the midsummer Oscars. <laughs> We're going to dress in floral hats and kill each other by bear. Uh, <laughs> the summer Oscars that we've been talking about and previewing for a while here for you, dear listener. And it's when we're going to go through category by category, the real Oscar show, and tell you about the best, or what at least we think have been the best in the first half plus of this film year. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also, Mike. Yeah, I want this to become the new prestigious start of MMO award season. Like, this is the halfway point for the MMOs, so is the summer Oscars. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the scaries. And then we'll make some shit up for the, for the fall. And then we'll make some more shit up for the winter. And then we'll end, <laughs> end up doing the MMOs. And we'll have our own thing. What do you there think? There you go. We'll, we'll take over the Academy slowly but surely, no doubt. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. We'll be like the Jake and uh, Logan Paul. Of, uh, of Oscars. That's what we want to aspire to right there. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> I just watched their documentary. It was, uh, it was fine. It was okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Yeah, Good. Fine. Glad we started that. Nice C grade. <laughs> not going to, not going to show up today in the documentary section, but otherwise, yeah, we're going to nominate best of the year so far. I didn't see everything. I didn't, Bullshit. I know. I didn't see like the Starling girl, earth mama. I kept like coming close to buying those. You're telling me about a French Power Ranger spoof com- comedy that you watched. I think you saw pretty much everything. I saw a lot. I saw like 150 movies so far, but I'm I'm a little behind pace from last year. You know, last year I ended up like 350 at the end of the year, but this year I'm not going to make that. Not even close. Those are all new movies too. New like movies. Re-watches. New movies. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I'm a that lunatic. I know. That is insane. I, 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 you're an asset to this program, but I don't know how you do it. There's, I truly don't. There's a couple ways of doing it. Like you, you're doing it your way, where you watch mm-hmm. like the buzzed about stuff, and yes. and you kind of compare and contrast to you, the high standard of Oscar movies that have preceded yes. this year. Like you watch a lot more older Oscar noms, whereas yes. I'm like just diving into new stuff all the time. But yeah, you want to see what everyone's got on the uh, on their agendas this year? Yeah. That's, that's, so we do I it different do ways. It. God but, bless you. But we, we get to the same spot, which is just binging Seinfeld. And <laughs> I, we, we talked for a half hour before the show started about binging Seinfeld, how I feel aimless because I'm just binging Seinfeld nonstop. And I'm, I'm breaking for, to watch strange, obscure French comedies mm-hmm. from, from this past year, <laughs> hoping that they would come into my international feature, you know, fake category, but they didn't. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I, I have COVID. Just as, just yeah, as God intended. Yeah, yeah, you have COVID I have like co- the eighth time. Yeah, I, it's it's just the weirdest the weirdest life right now. But yeah. we have a fun award show, I think. Got to stop going outside, I think, maybe. <laughs> or maybe keep going outside. You one or the other. We both could. Live outside, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, do, uh, we do have a fun award show. And let's start it off with hitting, hitting every category. We're going to have uh, five nominations per category. And then I'm going to throw in some alternative mentions at the end and we'll banter a little bit and that'll be your episode we'll start with supporting actress yeah emily blunt of oppenheimer viola davis of air i don't think there's any surprise about those two those are kind of the leaders of the pack for me we're probably going to pick winners from that those two yeah. uh, america ferrera of barbie rachel mcadams of are you there god it's me margaret and th- and Lori metcalf was my fifth from somewhere in queens i wouldn't see her 
getting in the conversation. I think Ferreira is going to be there from Barbie or uh, Dumb Money. And then Rachel McAdams should be there. I mean, it's nice to have her in the conversation this year. But Laurie Metcalf, really good performance in Somewhere in Queens and Ray Romano's movie there. It's just it's not going to show up by the end. But you got an alternate uh, uh, mention as well. Yeah, Metcalf was a surprise to me to see in that fight. But I think it's just indicative of how wide open this category is. And we've talked about that a couple times. And because it is so wide open, Karen Gillan from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, who I raved about and we both gushed about in our uh, review of that movie, and Alyssa Sutherland of Evil, Evil Dead Rise, uh, in the same way that I kind of pounded the table for Rachel Sennett last year, mm. around this time in August, saying that you can't tell me there have been five definitive supporting actress performers better than hers and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I could say the same about either one of these. And again, I mean, your five kind of bears that out. I mean, can you put Metcalf on the level with Karen Gillan here? Would you, like, would you squabble if anyone said they wanted Gillan in their five right now? No, I think they're right in the mix there. I, I It was actually hard because I had Sutherland in my top five forever from Evil Dead. I thought she was hilarious and nutso and awesome. And, and she really got the dramatic scenes when they when they did happen uh, in that crazy horror movie. But, uh, yeah, she got bumped down a little bit because I, I, I fell in love with the, the America. I mean, America Ferreira's speech in Barbie. Rachel McAdams yeah. is like everybody's fantasy mother if they're – if they're coming of age in that situation. And then Lori Metcalf's again, she's doing all those things in mirrors, Mike, and all those things when they're, I mean, I don't know. I, I can have this conversation with you every few years. I think, uh, Every time the comic goes past our heads, Laurie Metcalf's doing a scene in the mirror. And, <laughs> you know, from Lady Bird to now, she yeah. should, should be nominated. So Yeah, she should. That's probably only a matter of time. Like you said, don't know if it'll happen for Somewhere in Queens. As far as Karen Gillian, you could probably put Palm Clementoff for Guardians as well if you wanted to in this or category. Mission. But, yeah. Yeah, or Mission. But, like, the, the Guardians role, because it was very much the Palm Clementoff, Dave Batista, Karen Gillian movie, I, that's a perfect jumping off point to have the best duo because i think a lot of palms goodness in that movie is a lot of batistas as well oh i would be all over those two and uh any chance to nominate guardians more at an award yeah. show is, is fine with me that's one of my favorite movies of the year i did rewatch melissa mccarthy in, in the little mermaid that was a fun fun uh set uh, the Little Mermaid just—I don't—I don't care if the VFX look bad and cartoony. That's just a fun watch. I don't care what anybody says. Stephanie Hsu in uh, in Joyride is really funny, and I would say Alexandra Jensen in Talk to Me, uh, and Carrie Hayes in Blue Jean would be my other honorable mentions there, Mike. But uh, I think this category comes down to Viola Davis or. Emily Blunt. I just rewatched Viola Davis in Air. It's very good, but it's very deliberate. Where I think is Emily Blunt's just doing uh, things on a few levels there. I think she's my winner. How about you? Yeah, I'm the opposite. I just think there's more being done by Viola Davis, but she does have more lines, I think, too, than Emily Blunt does. So that's really? probably. Yeah, she doesn't really get emotional, though. No, film. and it is very deliberate. But again, I, I don't, I mean, it's certainly not Viola Davis's best performance, just like I don't think it's Emily Blunt's. I think this category is wide open at the end of the day. Well, so that's the thing I wanted to do today is let's let's do a little forecasting set up next week's episode where we where we're seventy five percent accurate and predicting like Lily Gladstone could take the category. We talked to David about that. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. We got yes. America Ferrera could come back for dumb money. Vanessa Kirby, leader supporting in Napoleon and Hathaway could factor in in a couple spots, Mike, maybe. Uh, Maybe Eileen, maybe Mother's Instinct, if Mother's Instinct does come out. The whole 
you know, uh, cast of the color purple, Danielle Brooks. Yep. We have, uh, you know, any any number of people, Taraji P. Henson, Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers, uh, Lashana Lynch being mentioned from Bob Marley, Sally Hawkins, Wonka, Tilda Swinton. They all have odds right now. And then Rosamund Pike, Jodie Foster, Jodie Comer, Carrie Mulligan, Penelope Cruz. They all could factor in. Maya Hawk, Rebecca Ferguson. The list goes on and on for who's still to come. So I, do we see any of these five from the summer Oscars? in the mix at the end. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. That's uh, I, the only one I feel comfortable with right now, just because of the way the punditry has treated her is Emily Blunt. Wow. Yeah. So that's, but that's cool that you're picking Viola and yeah. uh, you got to keep your ta your tally kind of going here. So you're one for Viola. Yeah. And then uh, maybe we, when we do tallies at the end, you can figure it out, but uh, supporting actor, supporting actor, my noms are Robert Downey Jr. Ryan Gosling, uh, Glenn Howerton of Blackberry, John Magaro of Past Lives, and Chris Messina, Gotta Do It, of Air. This is a category with another bunch of uh, honorable mentions, I would say, but uh, who do you got? Yeah, I did, Matt Damon. I know you thought I meant Oppenheimer. I did mean Air. I mean, I don't know that I would... He's a lead, you, Mike. How is he not a lead? I just You think so? Yeah. I mean, I think it could be. I think it could run as supporting from that movie. That would be fraudulent. Like you could Scandalous. say that the lead is Michael Jordan, technically. What? He's the, he in could. every scene of the movie, Mike. Well, okay, but <laughs> so is Viola Davis in Fences, and that's how she got her Oscar. He's in every scene of the movie. I, he, I'm I running on category fraud. I'm saying Matt Damon for Aaron. This goddamn it. <laughs> Fucking reverse psychology with this guy, people. <laughs> what am I supposed? What am I supposed to do? I make an argument. Anyway, all I right. am stunned at how like the contrast between the supporting categories, where I think supporting actress is wide open. Right now, like I, I think if you asked a hundred people, you'd get definitely Downey and Gosling as two of the noms in supporting actor, mm. and then you'd probably end up with at least two of those other three names between Howerton, Magaro, and Messina. Like I think that's a pretty steadfast top four top three top five however you want to classify it right now for supporting actor for the first half of the year i'm excited by that because you know we have been always pounding the table for glenn howerton's work and yeah. you know we've been excited about the buzz he's gotten from blackberry john magaro and chris messina we were both banging the table for after those reviews so that's cool to hear uh, i want to give some honorable mentions richard e grant in the lesson jamie fox and they clone tyrone i mentioned the next should be james bond oliver jackson cohen of emily and then i had damon from oppenheimer affleck from air and then a guy i mentioned way back in the year from sundance william catlett of a thousand and one uh, i thought they gave great performances but you know, we'll, we'll talk about... You want about... to shout out Bateman from there? Yeah, you like Bateman more than yeah, me. I, uh, yeah, he's I... the conscious of that. Well, I mean, he he kept it real. He kept it, you know, this isn't just a billion-dollar mm. corporation looking for the next 18 billions. You know what I loved about Jason Bateman in, in Air? The awkwardness of his high-fiving. That was my okay. favorite thing. <laughs> Watching that se sequence last uh, last night, re-watching it from Air, Jason Bateman's awkwardness and high-fiving was so authentic that I, especially if, if you're in an office at all times and you're not doing the, you know, the out there on the ball fields and you try to mm -hmm. high five a guy, it's not going to mm -hmm. go as smoothly as yeah. usual. Yeah. So he knew that and it was, it was really great. All right. Uh, I was torn between Downey Jr. and Gosling. I think this is another Barbenheimer showdown, one of many today. I'm going to go with Gosling right now. I'm wondering who you'd pick. It's probably the right answer, but I'm doing the, uh, 
it's weird that the longer we've been doing this show, the more I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's his time. Like, <laughs> 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 sure, I, I, I'm I'm gonna argue for RDJ right now. Okay. I conditioned to change at the end of uh, the end of the year here. All right. I'll pick RDJ. Terrific. So Viola and RDJ for you. I have Blunt and Gosling for me. Uh, coming up in supporting actor again, a ton of big names. We got uh, Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon, Matt Bomer of Maestro, William Defoe of Poor Things, Jesse Plemons of Flower Moon. Uh, again, a lot of folks from The Color Purple, Coleman Domingo among them. A lot of folks from uh, The Iron Claw, Jeremy Allen White among them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Austin Butler, Jude Law, Tom Hardy. I mean, the list goes on Does there. the bike riders go home with 13 or 14 Oscars? You the think? bike riders have terrible odds everywhere, though, Michael. They should. They should. Nobody's talking about them but us right now. <laughs> you know what's a movie that's popping up everywhere? Next Best Picture's been all over it. One Life. This is like the Schindler's List, uh, 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 Anthony Hopkins film. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this guy smuggled uh, a ton of yep. people out of uh, World War II Nazi Germany there. What are we going to give him? His 18th award? 19th award? Jonathan Price is going to be a supporting actor in the Anthony Hopkins ensemble there, so we'll see. But Richard E. Grant's got another movie, Gl- uh, Glenn Turman and the cast of Rustin. Like you said, Michael Shannon, Tom. I, I said Tom Hardy of the Bike Riders. Could be a bunch of guys there. Dumb Money cast, Dune cast. We, 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 when we did the uh, Yip year in preview series... It was just like listing movies more than it was listing actors yeah. for supporting actor because there were so many ensembles in play. A lot of these ensemble things are going on, yep. And, and yeah, they're, they're, they're showing through. So we'll see. Uh, I think uh, supporting actor, like you're saying, probably you know taking shape more than the other categories, but uh, you never know. You never know. A lot to come yet. Animated feature. I'm kind of programming this show like we would program the Oscars. Just much more aimless babble. Uh, okay. But <laughs> from me, mostly. <laughs> the animated feature will be next. I have uh, alphabetical order. Elemental, the magician's elephant, or the elephant's magician. I'm still not sure. <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Suzume and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is my five nominees, Michael. Yeah, I mean, how do you even, does it matter? Does anyone even actually care about an alternative here? Obviously, Spider-Verse is winning this. It's over. This category is pretty much spoken for. Unless Wish is like the next Frozen or Escape from Hat is something in the future, a harrowing retelling of how we as a human race persevered and survived the forthcoming alien invasion. It's going to be all Spider-Verse. I don't see any other way about it, and it's the winner for me as well. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the only alternative I could think of even was Mario, I guess. But I wouldn't want it nominated. I rewatched Mario on Peacock last night, and I had a darn good time. I really did. Because you're sick. Uh, I am sick. It's comfort food. Did you watch it while you're eating chicken noodle soup with your footy pajamas on? Wonton soup. I watched it while I was eating wonton soup. There you go. That makes a lot of sense. It's a movie for children. I knew I was sick when I woke up. I went to the Chinese restaurant at, like, noon, grabbed a couple of quarts of wonton soup, and that's what I had for the day. There you go. And it was very comforting. Mario Figured that out in like 0.2 seconds. Anyway, uh, Nimona, the amazing Maurice. I've kind of, I'm a little lower than the consensus, so maybe they can factor in. I know Nimona's pretty popular. The first slam dunk got really good reviews. I did. I missed that. Ruby Gilman was a, a box office nightmare. It was like a 90 million dollar budget, made nothing. The teenage mm. crack in there. Otherwise, you're right. I mean, Wish, The Boy in the Heron, Migration. You know, two of those probably bump. 
Ninja Turtles out of there. Suzume out of there. You think so? You don't think you don't think Ninja Turtles ends up in the uh, five? I'm hoping so. I believe it should. I hope it makes the money. I just I I worry. I think ultimately Spider Man, Elemental. I mean, this is kind of our next week's show. I'm stepping on it, but Boy and the Heron and Wish. Those those are four, and then we're fighting for a fifth spot in animation again. You know, it's a brawl. You're very high on Ninja Turtles. I am. I I really liked it. And it, but I, I tell you what, people say like uh, Ninja Turtles has all the wit that Mario does not. Here's where Mario excels: the production design. I was just glued to every shot of that. You know, with with fifty video game references in every single setting. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. That's much what I must have loved the first time. I was just on this nostalgia overload of all the video game references, the pulls. The, I mean, it's it's the depth of field that you get out of Mario. That's just a, so enjoyable. But is that production design or is that? I don't know. VFX. I, it just works on me. It just works on me, and I for, I'm forgiving like 17 Italian accents by a guy I don't like, and I. Oh, that's, I know. Accent. I mean, he had like. I agree. Uh, yeah, he was. That was bad. <laughs> All right, internet. So we both picked Spider Verse for animated yes. feature. International film. I'll go kind of quick here because I don't even know if these movies are gonna be eligible. We just started getting a couple national selections. My nominees would be Layla's Brothers, which I saw at New Directors New Films. Uh, that'll be my winner at the end of the day. I just watched The Night of the Twelfth. Uh, B plus eighty seven grade. This is this was touted as the French Zodiac uh, from like David Fincher there, but it, it wasn't. It was very good. It was very good. It was about an unsolved murder. Uh, it was very good. So if you're in the mood for for a whodunit that has no resolution, the Night of the Twelfth is kind of there. Uh, heroic a Mexican film about uh, the military academies in, in Mexico City. Very good at Sundance. Shida Czar. Uh, Amir Ibrahimi was just fantastic in, 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 in a film that will also play at TIFF. Mama Cruz will be my other poll. Uh, really, really good movie that about uh, <laughs> old people having sex. I'm just going to be honest with you. Nice. Mama Cruz is about old people having sex, and they did a damn good job of it. Michael, we have so many, uh, so many major contenders that we've been reviewing for a while. Anatomy of a Fall, or we've been previewing, I should say. The Zone of Interest. We got Monster, The Boy and the Heron. We got a, a ton of films that are going to actually have to duke it out in their own, you know, national selection process, like those four I mentioned. I mean, Zone of Interest might actually be Great Britain. Anatomy of a Fall is going to have to duke it out with a bunch of French films or box out a bunch of French films. But they have to pick that one, don't they? They should pick those two. But Japan, Monster, and The Boy and the Heron. What are they going to pick? No, that's true. Chile, El Conde, and uh, and Chile seventy six. I don't know. I mean, Mexico's got a couple. Totem, heroic, you know. But but that, those are just that I know of right now. We're gonna have a ton of a uh, ton of films duking it out. So international features good. But Layla's Brothers was a, a a really tremendous movie made by terrible people apparently that I can't help but pick. But all right, great. good job by you. <laughs> yeah, great job. Okay. VFX is next. VFX. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Oppenheimer. Those are my five best of the year thus far. Michael, you got any 
alternative mentions? The only alternative mention I could think of was maybe Megan, depending on how they feel about the the robot there and if it was all practical or if it wasn't or what happened there. Like, I'm sure the likes of Indiana Jones and the dinner at 4 p.m. or Transformers (laughs) Rise of the We're Still Doing This or Better Fits, but I didn't see them and I won't, so there's that. (laughs) <laughs> they were fine. They were good. Indiana Jones was much better than it had any, uh, any, any. How? What you're saying? It had any. You always say yeah, this. Any right to be. Any right to be. Thank yeah. you. Oh my God. Yeah. Blanked. And Transformers: Rise of the Beasts look like people, and then next to cartoons. So that uh, didn't work. That's, yeah. All right. So those that that one might be out. So maybe Indiana Jones gets it there over Megan. But I, I don't. I I'm curious to see how much of this year's VFX category is used as a proxy for a stunt category because yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where the line is drawn between the two. Like Oppenheimer, you have clear VFX. Guardians as well, albeit all digital VFX. John Wick 4 and Mission Impossible 7, you have all sorts of practical effects, but they're heightened or at least supplemented by the grand mm-hmm. stunts that are going on or the team of stunt work that's being that's doing their job and doing all kinds of martial arts in John Wick, for example. So I wonder if those are going to come into play like that. And all this is to say, just make a stunt category academy. True, True. because you can differentiate. Like Napoleon, Dune Part 2, they're probably going to have a lot to say by the end of the year. Gran Turismo, a movie I'm probably going to see tonight, actually, Um, or at least I'm hoping to. Uh, Not with COVID, you're not. Oh, that's right. I can't go anywhere. (laughs) Damn it. Can't even go to the movies. <laughs> Terrible. All right, never mind. Yeah, I did tell myself that. No, and I but I forgot. Good. I almost. I'm, glad, I you, I'm glad you told yourself that before I had to tell you. That's good. That's yeah. progress. No, I did tell myself the other day. That's why I didn't go last night. I go to the movies every Saturday. I didn't go anyway. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning is going to be my winner for VFX right I'm now. Picking Oppenheimer for me. Like, look, I can't blame you. The miniatures. I'm not going to lie. The miniatures take away a little bit for me. Uh, that's more camera work than anything. If it was full scale explosions, I would have yeah, so If you actually power. detonated an atomic bomb, you would. Yeah, that's well. That you know, we can go on record saying otherwise. That's the one thing Christopher zoomed, Nolan did wrong. Yeah, but he otherwise zoomed in on a, a somebody pouring a can of Guinness. We've been over this, <laughs> right? I mean, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not I'm we give him a award for that. <laughs> you love Guinness. Of Tom Cruise jumped off a mountain. That's a, but is that a, is that VFX or is that a stunt? That's my point. Here's the thing. You know what I learned about Tom Cruise jumping off a mountain? The track that he's jumping off of was was green screened in. He's actually jumping off like an evil Knievel ramp. Yes. And they made it look like grass. Yes. That I didn't know true. that. Yes. I did know that. Okay. I didn't. They fool, fooled me. Again, the, the glory of that stunt is the stunt, right? I, I don't disagree with you, but That's I think I mean. I this has been happening. Category. I agree, but this it's has been so happening dumb. for 50 years. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, we'll move on to sound design. Uh, my nominees for sound are Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and John Wick Chapter 4. I got a couple... Well, you, we got a couple of the same honorable mentions, in fact. Yeah, one was Evil Dead Rise we both share. Does Super Mario get points held against it if it enhanced the sounds from the video game? Mm. Are those sound files just used like they have been for the past 30 years? Because if they had to make them special for the movie, I think it should get some kind of mention because they nailed them and they did sound a little different because they were more louder and more intense. Yeah, I don't care. I love it. I think yeah. I, th- I agree with you. I agree so, with you totally. 
But none of that really matters because Oppenheimer should be a runaway in this category, right? Oppenheimer runs away with it right now. There's no question about it. Our, our summer Oscar goes to Oppenheimer for sound design. But Oppenheimer's going to have a lot to go against. Dune Part 2, Napoleon. I mean, we've seen war films and sci-fi movies flood this category. Killers of the Flower Moon, Color Purple, Ferrari. We've seen, you know, Ford, Ford v. Ferrari. Didn't, wasn't that a winner from a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. The Zone of Interest, NBP and, and IndieWire, you know, and, and Variety there, Clayton, our pals are, are talking about a lot of uh, sound design nominees, contenders to come. So who knows? I have a huge bone to pick with you with this next category. Original song. All right. I, 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 I pick these nominees. I get it. <laughs> I'm not going with the Oscar consensus. This is egregiously bad by you. I have three songs from Barbie. I have Dance the Night from Dua Lipa. I have I'm Just Ken, and I have Pink's Lizzo. How do you not pick the Billie Eilish song? You're going to go with Lizzo, who's been embroiled in controversy all the last week. And might not be a great person, according to allegations that came out. I have not even noticed the sing- <laughs> I, no, I, I don't. I'm not aware of you any, of, any that. of this. Yeah, she's her. Some dances of hers have come out and alleged some not nice body shaming, oh, terrible type stuff against her. It's been not good. That's but regardless of that, you're gonna pick that song. The Look, I enjoy K-Dex what was song. I made. No, but I what was I made for was just like. I like the happy Barbie songs. The three happy Barbie songs. <laughs> you can't are... have them all happy all the time. I it's got to be the other side of the coin. I agree that uh, What Was I Made For by, from Billie Eilish is probably the nominee at the end of the day. But this is the summer Oscars. This is the MMO halfway point. MMOs, right? We could do whatever we want. Does the fact that Ken sang Push and it was original by him Knock it out of this. Does, does he not get credit for that? He does not get credit for that. I'm That's just Ken probably gets nominated though, right? It's a pen. I really don't know what they're going to do, especially if the pickings are this slim throughout the year. Now we're probably going to get a lot of songs to come from the color purple and Waka wish Florence. Son. Diane Warren has an untitled documentary that might still be there. Yeah. Trolls, by the way, might be a jumping off point for a whole in sync reunion tour. If you, you, you believe were tweeting some rumors about this. That, yeah, it's it's crazy. So who knows what's going to happen with this category. But if there are, if there is slim pickings and Barbie does have to go with multiples, sure. If it doesn't, it's going to be interesting to see which one they want to push forward. My guess is what was I made for the Billie Eilish song and I'm Just Ken are the two nominees at the end of the day. For now, I'm picking the other three. And for now, I'm also adding two songs from Across the Spider-Verse. Am I Dreaming, Metro Boomin' and ASAP Rocky. That's my favorite song. And then uh, Colin, Metro Boomin', Nav, Boogie, Sway Lee, a bunch of uh, great artists. I, I just love those two songs so much. The honorable mentions for me, Little Mermaid. Uh, has two, uh, I think for the first time is the better song, but Wild Uncharted Waters is pretty good. Like you said, Past Lives, Mario had a had a had an original song. I don't keep track of the original songs very good. Theater Camp had a good one, Joan Still. Mm-hmm. I appreciate uh, <laughs> appreciate Next Best Picture shouting that out. Elemental, 80 for Brady. They all had originals. I haven't seen Carmen yet. I got to catch up with Carmen. They apparently have a good original song, Slip Away. But, uh, yeah, I'm three Barbie, two Spider-Verse. If I'm picking my favorite song, it's Am I Dreaming? I'll be honest with you. Okay. I think Dance the Night is the best song. It's also the theme of the movie. It's coloring the score of Barbie. Dua Lipa's Dance the Night is the selling point for the film with the with the, with the the big 
blowout party from the trailer moment. You feel the way about that as I did about Black Eyes from Star is Born and how that should have been the nominee over Shallow. <laughs> uh, you just pulled me in. You pulled me in like an undertow well, into your tr- terrible take because from three it years ago. the tone of the movie. First of all, It's a tone take. setter. Second of all, set the tone of the movie. The made it totally take. believable that Maybe Bradley Cooper could be a country superstar. <laughs> Maybe your worst take ever. Shallow's like gonna gonna wind up on the billboard by the 10. wayside he, he says i'm literally waiting for you to kill me <laughs> and that w- what happens in the movie <laughs> michael shallow is gonna be like a top five best you know original song i wish they both time. drowned in those waters oh my god <laughs> this is like a the, the mmo i can't believe you think that's a bad so take that's an off that that's dance the, the night away is, is is the black eyes of it's the same song it's the same it, usage, it, you, the same idea. You have it at the beginning of each film, and you ugh. because it set it draws you in, and it sets the tone, and it says what the movie's going to be. You just said these things. It's a tone setter. I won't disagree with you, except in terms of Oscars uh, punditry. There's no way it's not even close. I don't think I don't think Dua Lipa is going to have a chance at so you, Well, well, let me ask you right now. Do you think I'm Just Ken is like a best original song front runner similar to Shallow? Is that what you're saying? No, but I think the Billie Eilish song is. Mm. All right. Well, we both snubbed it. Both snubbed Billie Eilish and I'm going Oh, I would pick, Can I pick it? I, I, I don't know. I was you could pick from yeah, the nominees. Pick, I picked it, I'm Just Ken. It's a fake award show, man. You could pick whatever you uh, want. I'll, I'll stick to the noms. I'll pick I'm Just Ken and I'll just I'll, I'll brew in hatred for the Academy here. <laughs> I'll pick Dua Lipa. <laughs> I, you can pick your own nominees if you want, my friend. Your own winners. All right. Uh, we'll move on to original score. Oppenheimer, Ludwig Göransson, Barbie, Mark Ronson, and Andrew Wyatt. I've nominated How to Blow Up a Pipeline by Gavin Brivik. I thought that was one of the best scores of the year. Past Lives, Christopher Bear and Daniel Rawson, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse from Daniel Pemberton. Great scores to start out the year, in my opinion. Are Mario or The Little Mermaid or anything like that, any of these remakes or these already done properties, are any of them original? I would say The Little Mermaid is It's doubtful that there's enough uh, there's enough original score there. And Mario, I would also agree, doubtful. All right. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you had seen that, you could bring up Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross having a score for that film. They're in, they did the score for that? Mm. I don't remember that, but I was going to say it feels weird having this category not talking about Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, but they are on tap not only, I, I guess, for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, which I'd forgotten, but they're also going to do uh, Fincher's The Killer in October, so we'll have to wait to see what they have in store. We got uh, otherwise honorable mentions, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Elemental, Asteroid City, Emily, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny. And as you started to say there, still to come, Dune 2, Killers of the Flower Moon, Nexco Wins. I mean, I can go on and on. Like you said, the killer, the zone of interest. But, uh, Michael, I think we're both going with Oppenheimer to start out here. Yeah, Oppenheimer is going to be a heavy winner for both of us, I think, throughout this show. Yeah, uh, I think this is already my fourth one that I'm giving it. Oh, I want to. I like past lives, but past lives, if you remember, we talked about it. It's a very misleading score because it tries so hard to not be manipulative. I I agree with that take. It's a very ambiguous, elusive score. It's the second straight take I've had you've agreed with after that. You have nonsense s- of you lying you're to like yourself a about teenager, selective memory. <laughs> I had a bad night last night, and I'm taking it out on Mike. <laughs> 
We both did. I was sick all day yeah. eating wonton yeah. soup. And I don't care. It's Rewatching me Mario. Back, me, me Barely hanging out. This, year. <laughs> this is now your problem. All right, cinematography. We'll <laughs> move on to cinematography. Uh, my nominees are Asteroid City, Barbie, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, because the guy is flying squirreling mm-hmm. next to freaking Tom Cruise jumping off the mountain. Uh, cinematography... Uh, for Oppenheimer and cinematography for past lives are also my summer Oscar nominees. Uh, you got some al- alternative mentions. John Wick 4, and it's the age-old question, where does cinematography begin and production di- design end, which I still don't have a clear answer on and vice versa. And if we're going to nominate some Westerns and Elf films because of their luscious drone shots and still camera shots that look like paintings, we got to kind of be fair and do the same for the Ke- Keanu's going to kill you movies. Well, the the decision to shoot above the abandoned uh, apartment building very cool, awesome. And you're right; that's that's the scaffolding of that set is doing a lot of the heavy lifting with the bird's eye view. the The decision to shoot like really up close with a ton of clo- close ups during the the roundabout scene in well, Paris, even the finale that when the guys are on either end and there's that far back camera set shot, it just looks beautiful. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't disagree. John Wick Chapter 4, uh, that, that could have... I, I wonder if I had it in my top five or whenever. I, I don't keep track of cinematography well enough, I must say. But uh, I did like I did like uh, Mami Wata and A Little Prayer from, uh, from Sundance, the cinematographies of those two films. Emily, the big sweeping you know, period piece there. Bo's Afraid had some gr- great shots in it, even though I don't think Bo's Afraid is going to show up all that much for us today. I, we're, I'm a little lower on it than some of the pundits. I still haven't gotten to it. i got to get to it. You are not watching Bo's Afraid, are you? I, There's no way. I, I want, like, like again, I'm going to count my likes from, As if. from every episode going forward, <laughs> dear listener. I want to watch it just out of respect for both Joaquin and, and especially for Ari Aster. Yeah. But I... It's going to take a lot for me to hit play on it after everything I've heard about it. Right. So Three-hour movie. It's yeah. got some high highs, I would say. Yeah. Anyway, still to come in cinematography, Dune Part 2, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Color Purple, The Killer, Napoleon, Ferrari, Poor Things, Maestro, Nyad, The Zone of Interest, Priscilla. Priscilla has some good-looking uh, shots in the in the trailer anyway, especially some old retro stuff. that like It looks like 1960s photography or 1950s photography. Uh, Saltburn, uh, the stills that I've seen from Saltburn, the mansions in Great Britain, pristine shots. El Conde with the black and white that we just saw in that trailer. Uh, Michael, I mean, we're, we got some great cinematography yet to come this year. But uh, again, I feel like it's an obvious pick right now. Oppenheimer's got to be the winner, no? I think this is my fifth one for Oppenheimer, yeah. Hmm. You're going hog on Oppenheimer right it's now. It's a really good movie. <laughs> it was really good. All right, well, we'll kind of like the Oscars do. We'll dive into the screenplay categories now uh, in the kind of the middle of the show. And I have uh, nominees for original screenplay that are Air from Alex Convery, Asteroid City by Wes Anderson, Past Lives, Celine Song. I'm going to nominate Rye Lane. I think we're both I'm very high. I'm glad you did. Both very high on Rye Lane. However, I'm putting Rye Lane in a lane, kind of that upstart, 
I probably should have done more for Bry Lane. I really love that movie. Nathan Byron, or Brian, excuse me, and Tom Millio. the last time you're going to hear it in this episode. That's right. Uh, and then 1001, A.V. Rockwell, she she kicked my butt with that uh, screenplay. I really loved it from Sundance. So those are my five original screenplay nominees. Talk to Me, Shortcomings, and Showing Up would be my three. Yeah, I had no mentions. alternative because I think you nailed it. Uh, and these are, okay. I think these are the ones that everyone would be picking for if they had their award show at this point anyway. Cool. I wonder what else is going to factor in in a major way, like Napoleon, Anatomy of a Fall, Rustin, May, December, Maestro, Iron Claw, Saltburn. But like, here's the thing: some of those are going to fall flat on their face. You know, there. You know, it's yeah. coming. So it happens every year, past lives and air. Those are great screenplays. Rye Lane, a thousand and one, are probably lesser known films right now. But Asteroid City is obviously, you know, Wes Anderson, unless the wonderful story of henry sugar is like knock you know knock you over with a feather i I don't know asteroid city screenplay is one of the selling points for me i think past lives is Is not only the winner but it's the front runner and it's a lock for this category come oscar time well good because i agree with you celine song's got to win this category a lot to be nominated i mean yeah, and I, 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 I'm rooting for her like crazy there. But this is a sneaky great category right now where the first half of the year should contend later on. So that's mm-hmm. cool that we both picked Celine's song. Okay, adapted screenplay. My nominees are Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Kelly Freeman, Craig, and, and Julie Bloom credited. Emily, Francis O'Connor. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, James Gunn. Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse from Lord and Miller plus uh, David Callahan. So you're keeping, you're sticking with Emily in this show? I'm sticking with Emily because I don't remember Emily being eligible for Oscars last year. I don't think it came out in the States until this year. That's why I I had the whole beef, beef, uh, uh, you know. Beef, a beef. Beef, a beef. I had to beef a beef a couple episodes ago in our (laughs) fake betting. The beef a beat betting was was dumb by me so it's eligible possibly for oscars this year we just don't know i loved several scenes so much in emily i have no doubt that you did i'm knocked over by them i couldn't they snuck up on me they shocked me uh, they were so well written and i so i have to nominate it here it's my it's our fake award show we can do whatever you want you got some uh you got some honorable mentions though i'm sure teenage mutant ninja turtles if it's as as funny as you've said it is belongs here as well but i have not seen it yet but blackberry jackie mcnesh son Silcalf, matt johnson I, that's a really really well written and well directed movie i like it i like it uh john wick chapter four solid screenplay the yeah. listener the listener from tribeca i didn't really mention it in anything i, I didn't deem it eligible because i don't know when it's coming out tessa thompson film uh but i really love the screenplay for that otherwise i mean look we got some heavy hitters still to come Killers of the Flower Moon, Dune Part 2, Poor Things, Color Purple, Ferrari, Priscilla, The Killer, Zone of Interest, Dumb Money, Next Goal Wins. I mean, it goes on and on, One Mm -hmm. Life. So it's going to be a tough order for, I would say, four out of these five films to to get nominated. Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan, winning my Adapted Screenplay Award here. Are you picking, like, are you going to have a record number of wins for Oppenheimer? Right Probably now? it's it's shaping up. I mean, I want to pick Spider Verse, but I wasn't bored in Oppenheimer, and I said there's like a 20 minute stretch or so in Spider Verse that just like, it was starting to lose me, and I wasn't with it. So I have to go with Oppenheimer. I, I, Guardians is in consideration for me, but yeah, Oppenheimer's trying, my pick. Trying to remember the last time like a cut it in half, hard, hard out 
part one movie actually won a screenplay award. I can't remember one, Michael. Did a Lord of the Rings win win one? But even the Lord of the Rings seemed to have like these clear endpoints. Spider Verse ended like Lord of the Rings win the screenplay. Yeah, I don't remember, but. all right, so we'll put a pin in it there. Um, we're both picking Oppenheimer yet again. Makeup and hairstyling now. Uh, maybe we'll go opposite of Oppenheimer and, and go to the Barbie route. We'll see. Barbie, uh, Chevalier, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Evil Dead Rise, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Those are my five Muanoms, Michael. Yeah, I put Oppenheimer as an alternative here, but I have good reason for it. Our, Robert Downey Jr. is not Tony Stark at all. He, he is an older man and an older beaten down center than this. Eisenhower comes off as Eisenhower. Or Eisenhower, good God. Einstein comes off Eisenhower. Good job there, Mike One. Einstein comes off as Einstein real enough in this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know that it'll be there for makeup and hair. It could be a coattails nomination or it could be a show of strength nomination. But uh, just as a, a mention here, I wanted to, to bring it up. But uh, I don't know who I have for my winner. I want to pick Evil Dead Rise just out of... I want... Honestly... I'm going with Evil Dead Rise. I, are you really? I'm not you even know on the what? right now. Oh, yeah, it, you are. Huh, how about that? It's because I, I'm i proud of myself for for surviving that movie and for getting over the yucky <laughs> and for actually enjoying the yucky. Good job. It was one of those movies where I enjoyed how yucky it was, and I'm proud of myself because I didn't... No, I didn't, you know what? I didn't cry. I am proud of you, too, <laughs> and that is a good reason for that, but I just remembered the Carrot Man from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I, lo- I love the, the makeup and hair from Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, there was a makeup and hair nominee, uh, nomination for it. So, like, we're legit there. But Bar- Barbie, just the hair, there's not a ton of makeup, right? I, that you, let's not. We can get canceled for that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Anyway, Barbie's going to... makeup gurus. Look, Barbie's going to win more awards from us still to come. But uh, speaking of still to come, Maestro, Dune Part 2... Uh, Napoleon, if there's a lot of uh, war violence in that film, we've seen a lot of wounds get nominated in the past, mm-hmm. let's just say. The mm-hmm. Color Purple, Priscilla, Golda. Golda's got the transformation from Helen Mirren, even though that's an August film, you never know. But uh, a lot of movies still to factor in makeup and hairstyling. Uh, let's move on to costume design. We'll stay with uh, the artisans here. Asteroid City, Barbie, Chevalier, Emily, and the Little Mermaid are my five nominees, Michael. This is easy Barbie, right? This is 100% Barbie. The costumes in Barbie were featured. They were fantastic. They were relentless. Part of the story. Loved it. Uh, You have any honorable mentions? Again, maybe Oppenheimer, but I was just trying to think of something desperately to put in for Emily because I thought we were going to DQ Emily, but nothing. Why didn't I nominate Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I had it second here. I'm a dope. I must have skipped over. Well, all right, I'm going with six noms. You to get the mention for Chevalier. <laughs> Maybe. I love the <laughs> costumes there, too. I don't know why. I, I looked over that. I'm looking at my rankings. I have Guardians behind Barbie. Anyway, uh, I don't know which would bump. But uh, I, I do love Polite Society had some great costumes. And, and give credit to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania for some fun costumes, as well as Netflix's The Perfect Fine, which I just reviewed on like an episode or two ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of big costume designers from huge, you know, fall movies still to come. Dune Part 2, The Color Purple, Wonka, you know, Napoleon, Killers of the Flower Moon, same names, Maestro. 
this category is yet to be determined by by Barbie, but Barbie's the, the front runner. The next one is closed. We've already got our nominees. I didn't. I I put the other honorable mentions in parentheses. So we're just going to go with three nominees in production design right now. Asteroid City, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie and Oppenheimer. Here's the question. Did we lock Asteroid City or not? Because I thought that this category was closed with Killers of the Flower Moon, Dune Part 2, and Napoleon. Sorry, it's good to have flexibility so we can say we were right regardless of what gets bumped off. So we've locked in six? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're 100% <laughs> locking in six films? Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, we, we, still to come, the color purple, Wonka, Poor Things, Maestro, Ferrari, Saltburn. All right, you're getting bored of me listing those names. If I had to pick two additional nominees right now, I would pick the animated Spider-Verse because... How do you get away with that? Because isn't it all just computer? It's a fake award show, but it's done in the computer. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't Avatar almost get a nomination? Didn't Soul get... Anyway, I, I, I can't remember now. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 would be my other... I love the production. I love the sets in Agreed there. With that. But uh, are, are we picking Barbie or are you picking Oppenheimer? I'm picking Barbie. No, I'll go. I mean, Barbie. They made Barbie's Dreamland. It's, that was the highlight of the, yeah. the, the set Absolutely. of the year. The set yeah. of the year for me. So I'm hoping Barbie, Barbie wins it. All right. I'll talk at you quick for documentary feature, Michael. Beyond Utopia and the Eternal Memory, those were my big takeaways from Sundance. I've since seen a couple more Sundance documentaries, and Sundance has dominated documentary feature nominees. We've gone over that stat before, but The Deepest Breath, Little Richard, I Am Everything, Stephen Curry, Underrated, those will cl- close out my top five for now, although 20 Days in Mariupol, uh, Victim Suspect, Going to Mars, those three were at Sundance as well. My guess is that you're going to get nominees out of that group. If is the Stephen the- Curry one going to be nominated? No, I, I would be surprised, even though I think it's good enough to get nominated. But it's it's in my five right now. It's a B-plus for me all day. Okay. So I'm going to go with it. The Eternal Memory would be my favorite right now, and I think it's the best as well. That was It's rare that a, a documentary gets me that emotional, and it's also such a, a journalistic achievement, such a unique time of their lives for them to be filming it. Oh my God. So the access there is just unprecedented. So... Again, about the Alzheimer's, tough to watch, but really, really meaningful. Rough really, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think documentary feature could go in a lot of different directions. I also wonder if the Emmy eligibility matters. Like, still a Michael J. Fox movie, that's in the mix, but I, it got nominated for an Emmy. Being Mary Tyler Moore got nominated for an Emmy. Is it even eligible? I thought th- there was a, a rule a couple years back where you cannot, you can no longer do both. I'm not sure. That doesn't ring a bell. I always, it's stuck in my head that you can't do both anymore. That was like an Emmy stipulation, though, so maybe it's not an Oscar stipulation. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, look that up. Anyway, NBP and others have The Mother of All Lives, Wildlife, Occupied City, and then that untitled Diane Warren film, Kokomo City, Youth, uh, a bunch of movies that we've been talking about, Four Daughters, Orlando, My Political Biography, uh, th- those have been shown up at festivals as well. So documentary features still, you know, there's, I- I'm curious if our, I'm curious how different our predictions next week or two weeks from now, the 75% accurate ones are going to be different from this five or not. 
is it an honor or a slap in the face if Diane Warren wins the Oscar for documentary feature before anything musical? <laughs> You're right. That's a great question. You've had a lot of <laughs> iffy takes. That's the first take that really delights me. Thank you. That one hurt my stomach. <laughs> I don't know if that's the COVID talking. All right, film editing. We have Air, William Goldenberg. Uh, love the editing of that movie, especially with all the montages. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Craig Diaria and uh, Fred Raskin. John Wick Chapter 4, Nathan Orloff. Oppenheimer, Jennifer LeMay. Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, Mike Andrews. Those are my best of the year so far. What do you think? I think you got it pretty well set, and I expect we're sitting on definitely one, probably two best picture noms at the end of the day with Spider-Verse. I hope so. I really do. Spider-Verse, there's so much activity in that film. It's it's really well edited, but I, I, I could say the same for Oppenheimer, obviously. Oppenheimer was really a trick, an editing trick, to make that movie as... With all those moving pieces and timelines. Suspenseful in. as it was. Yeah, it, it's like Elvis was last year. Really yep. incredible Agreed. job. Good, good comparison. That's a good comparison by my co-host. Good John analogy. Wick, John Wick 4. to say? John Wick 4. <laughs> Guardians 3. Air. I'd be surprised if they're nominated at the end of the year. Barbie, like, it was Barbie and editing. Barbie's the only one flex. I can argue for here being in. Creed 3 and Past Lives were on my honorable mentions list as well, but... Not quite for me yet. Uh, still to come, all the same movies. Dune Part 2 would be a guess for me. Killers of the Flower Moon, Scorsese Films. Uh, yep. And then if Ferrari is... If they're racing in Ferrari, you never know there. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I would think I would think Oppenheimer and, and, and Spider-Verse have a shot at the end of the I, day. I, I hope so. And you're picking Oppenheimer, right? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jennifer LeMay. Yeah. I hope her name is Jennifer LeMay and not Jack Lane. But... Jackie Lane. <laughs> if you if you lose to me in the Radians, you have to be Jack Lane. <laughs> good burn, good burn. All right, director. Best director. We're already on director. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't, how, who ordered this award show? All right. Best director <laughs> nominees. Ben Affleck of Air. Greta Gerwig of Barbie. Oppenheimer's Christopher Nolan. Past Lives' Celine Song. And then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Joaquin DeSantos, Kemp Powers, and Justice K. Thompson. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something like the early 2000s best director category. I think I am too. Hint, hint. I'm going with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse for my Good winner. For Who do you Good got? For you. I've given Oppenheimer seven awards so far, and I think I'm giving Celine Song best director. <laughs> well, that's cool. Because there's nothing in that movie but the two main players. Huh. I mean, all right. That's that's it. You're right. Right? I, I, I mean, there's there's really a lot of the tension is just from the two main players and then John Magaro. No, she did an incredible job orchestrating that. So film. it's either that the, the tension and the emotion of that movie either comes from the performances, the screenwriting, or the direction. It's like a $5 million <laughs> budget and... You got so many production designs and everything involved here. It's on the fringe of so many nominations, if not getting nominations. I do not want this far. to happen in real life, by the way. Like, if you're going to give Oppenheimer seven or eight Oscars, give it Best Director. I can't, cannot watch Christopher Nolan not win Director if his movie's going to win all those awards. He's going to win Best Director, isn't he? He should, right? I, I don't know. Again, the, the Denis Villeneuve corollary. 
Wow. The guy uh, did everything for Dune 1, and he didn't even get nominated, so who knows? Right. I would pick the trio, kind of like the uh, HCA midseason awards. I would pick Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justice Cake Thompson. Cause I, I just have, I love Spider-Verse right now. I, I, I can't wait to rewatch it. I've been saving that. But uh, interesting were, that we did, both... There was no lull for you out throughout Spider-Verse at any point? We've been over there. We did it. We talked like an hour. I saw it three times before we reviewed it, or two times. I forget what I did. I, th- I think I've seen it three times on the year. I've just loved every minute of it. But okay. I watch some. All right, good. I don't know. I watch some boring ass movies. You that do don't. watch, yeah, that's true. I, I have. I probably have a different sense of what bores me in a theater right now <laughs> than you do. That's my guess. That's probably true. The tolerance Fair level point. is Fair different. Point. Fair point. Anyway, still to come: Scorsese, Villeneuve, Bradley Cooper, Cooper. Justine Triet, Triet of Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, Emerald Fennell of Saltburn, Yorgos, Fincher, Ridley Scott, Sofia Coppola, some major names, Blitz of The Color Purple, does he knock it out of the park in his first try, James Hawes of One Life, Michael, the best director category is far from over. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions, uh, I would say Chad Stahelski in John Wick Chapter 4, James Gunn, yes. Christopher McQuarrie, Kelly Freeman Craig of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. A.B. Rockwell of 1001. Wes Anderson of uh, Asteroid City. Yeah, that's where I go. Uh, I, I, I still think you picked the uh, the right, most of the right five. Okay, uh, we'll see. I still wonder if you should. Well, you picked the right five. You picked the bet, right five. But should you bet on Christopher Nolan at plus 205 right now? If he's definitely going to win, should you put a hefty sum on that right now? If you're getting those odds. Wasn't Tarantino definitely going to win at this point? Yeah, I don't disagree, my my friend. Once upon a but, time in Hollywood? Yeah. Lead actor. Or Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Money. I don't have a lot of it. <laughs> so it doesn't take much to talk me out of putting a hefty sum on anything. All right. Lead actor. I'm going to nominate John Boyega of They Clone Tyrone, mm-hmm. Matt Damon of Air. How dare you? Killian Murphy of Oppenheimer. Yes. Joaquin Phoenix of Bo is Afraid. I was, I was surprised by that. And Teo Yo of Past Lives. No love for Tom Cruise in your five, huh? He was, he's an honorable mention. Uh, Jason Schwartzman would actually be my next up. I at, thought about him as well. Of uh, Asteroid City. Uh, I, I really liked uh, Alexander Skarsgård from Infinity Pool. Uh, Leo uh, Mahil of Mutt, Keanu Reeves of John Wick 4, Daryl McCormick of the, the Lesson. We both like Dave Bautista and Knock at the Cat- Cabin. Is he a lead, though? Anyway. I couldn't in good conscience give Knock at the Cabin an award, even in our award show. <laughs> I can't blame him. Maybe the Scaries get something. Sure, sure. Best, best knock. That's his best chance, anyway. Killian uh, K- Murphy of Oppenheimer's the runaway winner, though, isn't he? Yeah, this is like I like that movie was his movie. This is kind of his category right now. It seems wide open except for the fact that he's pretty entrenched as the front runner and the guy who's definitely going to be there on Oscar Sunday. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, look, we got a lot of big names still to come, though. Leo, uh, Coleman Domingo, uh, Joaquin Phoenix from Napoleon. We have uh, Paul Giamatti. I mean, we can go on and on. Bradley I think Cooper. Bradley Cooper, Adam Driver. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, Michael Fassbender, Jamie Foxx from The Burial, 
Ed Harris. Is, I mean, long day's journey in tonight. I haven't seen anybody nail that one down, but that's supposed to come out. Zach Efron, the Iron Claw. Yeah. You can go international. Christian Friedel of the Zone of Interest. Koji Yakusho of Perfect Days. Both hits a can. Yeah, lead actors still got a lot going on. But uh, right now, it's we have a front runner. There's no question about it. No, Killian no. Murphy. All right, lead actress. I am going to nominate Mia Goth from Infinity Pool. I'm happy to see that. It's 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 our damn award show t- right now. Mia Goth gets in. Greta Lee of Past Lives. She probably, deserves it. Probably an obvious nom. I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Before I watched the first two and a half seasons of Seinfeld, I had nominated her here. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> Margot Robbie of Barbie and Tiana Taylor of 1001. This was a tough choice for me. I'm going to go with Taylor for the win. Wow. I've been so high on her performance since Sundance, and I, I'm going to stick with her here. I love Margot Robbie and Barbie, but uh, I'm going to stick with Tiana Taylor right now. I don't think she's the front runner. I just I, I happen to love her performance. I can't help it. Nothing for uh, Vivian O'Para for Rye Lane, who was who I had of the, of the honorable mention there. Good. I, I loved her performance, too. She's yeah. in my 10, I would say, uh, but, uh, you know, of films that have been released so far. Again, Tessa Thompson, I'd wonder if, if that movie comes out for the listener, if she, she can get on people's radars. I loved Rosie McEwen in Blue Jean. She was a hard omission for me. Uh, otherwise, Zaramir Ibrahimi. She's got movies coming out. A- Abby Ryder Fortson should win like every Best Young Actor award from Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Good. How, I'm glad to hear that. How dare I relegate her to that category because she's so good? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a great year for lead actresses. It's an open category though, still. Yeah, it is. Because I think we just got heavy hitting performances still to come. Annette Benning, Carrie Mulligan, Natalie Portman. Uh, those are the the returning winners and, and nominees. Kate Winslet. But Lily Gladstone, Fantasia Barino, obviously we've gone over their chances. Which categories are they nominated in? We don't know. Helen Mirren could come back as a, as a previous winner as well. Sandra Huller, of course. Yep. She, she has two movies, so a lot to be said about lead actress still. Who's, who's just, winning for you? Oh, I went 1,001 right now. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. You said that already. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with uh, Greta Lee, giving past lives its third Oscar oh, wow. today. So if we're so are, are you doing this just to create suspense? Because you love Margot no. Robbie's performance no, too. I'm not. I'm not doing it to create suspense. I did love Margot Robbie's performance as well. I thought one of us would pick Margot Robbie because now I actually have suspense. I don't know who you're going to pick for Best Picture. Oppenheimer could be a tech juggernaut for you, mm-hmm. but that's a big loss in director. It is. That is. That would sting. And again, I don't want to see that happen in real life. Okay, but you know, as Pat- the Academy of One, you have to you have to do with what's right. I don't remember you being like, Past Lives was an A movie though. Like you, I think I gave it like an eighty nine B plus. Okay, so it's a high grade for you. Yeah, yeah, you don't like anybody or any anything. Sure really. don't. You're sure a gr- don't. you're a grump. Especially you're a grump. after last night. You're I have grumpy. Guy. People. <laughs> All right, Greta Lee wins. Margot Robbie gets snubbed by both mics, and uh, here we are moving in. I think it's Best Picture time. Yeah, Past Lives, 89B+. Best Picture time. I think there are five nominees that are actual contenders for Best Picture. I would agree with that. Air, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You would agree? If I were to give you four of those become Best Picture nominees at plus 110, would you bet it? Four of those. 
well, I would say three of those. I would say Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Past Lives. If those are not not like if you said three, I would hammer those odds. So you would put Past Lives as a sure thing over Spider. I would put I would put Past Lives as a probability. Yeah, but I'm I'm not. I don't feel great about Past Lives or Spider-Verse getting in 100%. Air, my guess is Air does not get in as of now, even though I think it should get in. I agree but, with that. But, but it, the field has to come back for Air to get in. I agree with that. But I do think it's going to be in a lot of 1520s. Um, but all right, for for this year's Summer Oscars, those five are definite nominees for the both of us. I'm going to nominate... four of those nominees make it to Best Picture on Oscar Sunday. Yes is plus 110, no is minus 150. Which would you pick? No is minus 150? Yep. I, I would pick the no, yeah. Okay, all right. At minus 150, I would, those are... I like those odds. Anyway, okay. uh, you have to, you just have to throw out the fake bets. I'm just curious. I just want to push your buttons. All right. Uh, Rye Lane, is that a nominee for both of us as a sixth? trying to get in your head a little bit here because you you've nominated it's, Riley a bunch so have I or a John bit. Wick needs to be there okay I have got possible uh, yeah probably should be there like look this is the strange thing about this this best picture category I, I obviously realized Guardians 3 John Wick 4 Mission Impossible 7 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. <laughs> they're not getting nominated but like you said who cares for the real it's, it's our award show but it's our award show so but I think Blackberry has to be there too Okay, good. That's one of the top ten films of the year so far. So that's five, six, seven, eight. So you haven't seen Guardians three. You haven't seen Turtles yet. Now look, Turtles went down on rewatch for me. So maybe I put a a thousand and one or Asteroid City or Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah, ten is is probably between Rylane or Asteroid City for me. I I would definitely go. Or Evil Dead Rise has an outside lane. John Wick, Guardians 3, Mission Impossible 7. Even though, like I said, not getting nominated. But as of now, that's... And then Rye Lane and Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret are probably my next two. I'm glad to see you were that high on Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Is that a family movie? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, Asteroid City is just so weird. Probably not best picture material, right? I think I could agree, but it also depends on how much of Wes Anderson fans people voting are. Asteroid City, I watched it three times. We both really liked it, didn't we? We didn't know what the hell we were watching. It's like it's like we're a couple now. It's like we <laughs> we liked that restaurant, didn't we? Babe? I can't remember. <laughs> Who's your winner here? Oh god. Best picture right now. Uh I'm it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is wow. my winner. I don't think it is the you go with the upset best picture winner at the end of the day, but director picture lines up for me. You are you you kind of have to pick Oppenheimer, I I think, or yeah. I mean, I could give Past Lives its fourth four in best picture four wins, including best picture, isn't a terrible outlandish thing to dream of. But no, I'm going with Oppenheimer. Very cool. All right, so Oppenheimer won nine summer Oscars for you. Yep. As a tally, there that is a Past big number. Won three and Barbie, I think, won three. So I have Oppenheimer winning seven. A lot of text, but also like supporting actress, lead actor, adapted screenplay um, for me. 
Barbie wins, what is that, one, two, a four. Gosling, song, costume design, and production design. The correct song, by the way. We've, I'm glad we agreed on that. Not even close. Spider-Verse wins three. Picture, director, and animated feature. <laughs> Picture, director, and animated. What a, what a night that would be. What a trio for Spider-Verse. That's not happening, but it happened at the Summer Oscars. There you go. And as always, dear listener, what matters most to us are your winners of your or our fake award show here. We want to know what you think of our thoughts and our picks. What were you most pleased and most upset by in the first half plus of this film year? What are you looking forward to coming down the pipe? What are your sure fire Oscar nominations right now? What are you more convinced will be there on Oscar Sunday than ever before? Uh, we want to hear all of that as well as any other thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything we do here in the MMO Empire on our social medias. As always, you can leave us any of those on Mike, Mike and Oscar on Facebook or uh, Instagram there at MM and Oscar on Twitter or X or whatever the hell that is. Uh, Mike, Mike and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available wherever you do hear podcasts. You can listen to us on either the Apple podcast or Spotify app. If you appreciate what we do here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Michael, the Oscars halfway point are in the yearbook with uh, Oppenheimer taking both of our leading tallies. For as the biggest awards getter, we'll see if that comes true. Tell the good people what's coming next from us, and let's have some words of wisdom. Well, this summer Oscar series should continue uh, with a seventy-five percent accurate. Last time it was one hundred percent accurate. Now we'll be seventy-five percent accurate. Just the way it goes with yeah. us. That's the closer we get, the more inaccurate we are. You know how these things work. And You've been I think with us long enough. We're rattled by last year's predictions. We're just bad. <laughs> Uh, but we're gonna yours were you're, you're my, I'm always I'm always in that and you're you went twenty for twenty in the non short categories the year before and I know you wear that like a badge of pride and you should I I was proud of myself I was feeling myself mm-hmm. as the, as the kids say right and uh, last year was the disgrace disgraceful performance by me uh, and, and 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 the both of us the both of us were disgraceful I don't get disgraced <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea the depths I'll go to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we'll have Oscar Ace checkpoints. Well, I don't know when the next film study is going to be. Uh, maybe Bottoms? Maybe we'll just film study Bottoms uh, in late August? Strays? Is that what you want to do? Maybe. I don't know. I'm game we'll for try. whatever. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to see Strays. I, w- I want a good, funny comedy coming the out. The evil bastard man in the sky. And it's a big billboard of a mailman. That was good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, otherwise, it is, wa- it is, of course, wise... Uh, to be better at transitions uh, in, in how you speak and not uh, babble like a COVID-infected idiot like I am. But no, I think uh, it is wise to prepare at the, at the midway point of a season because that's what I'm hoping right now. These two episodes are helping us prepare for the end of the year so that we're not so bad at predicting. Is that is that possible? Sure. We did our homework. Could we also both... get much worse from overthinking, though. <laughs> but we did. We did a summer betting episode. Yep. That was part one of this series. I'll make a little playlist for us, folks, on SoundCloud for now. And then wherever we go next, we, we got to get on the Anyway. Yeah. We're, 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 we're ready to move, done. by the way, folks. We're ready to make a move. So just stay fluid with, with Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Uh, but we also have... I mean, we also have that predictions episode with this one. I mean, that's that's some. We put a lot of work into this one. We watch a lot of movies. We put a lot of work into all of our. Well, I I, I do at least ninety percent of the shows. You put a lot of work into one hundred percent, probably. 
I would say you on the back end, you own That's the true. back end. That's true. You, you you work very hard on the back yeah, end, I, yeah. on the bell end. Some Need people might say desperately to hire some employees. <laughs> Guys, when reality sucks, you can come work on the back end with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you all very soon. I work on the front end, and my pal, he works on the back. See ya. You're a back end kind of guy. <laughs>